Matey, are you looking for a new multi-pole to point your miners at? Aye. Well, set sail and join us at Omelets.com today. Huh? Be ye X11, Scripps, or ye old Shaw 256. We've got elbows for every scurvy dog in the sea. We'll automatically mine the most profitable coin and pay out in Supernet coins like Bitcoin Dark, VPN Coin, Opal Coin, Fibercoin, and Veracoin! So if you're low on booty, dock your ship in the harbor at oldnuts.com and get you some coins today! Be sure to stay tuned for a completely new Altnuts coming the first week of April. Alright, hi everyone out there in Cryptoland. Hey everyone out there in Cryptoland. This is John Prince coming to you live from Burbank, California. The land of sunshine and movie stars and whatever else. This is Coin of the Week where I come to you every week and pick a new coin to go over with a fine tooth comb. You know, lift up the dress. You know, touch it, poke it a little bit. Give you, the listener, the nitty-gritty on some of these alts that are out there in the market. You know, it's my goal. What I want to do is I want to give you a clear, unbiased perspective on the history of these coins that we go over and the tech that's inside so you can make informed decisions on what you're purchasing or not purchasing, for that matter. Now, uh, there are a whole hell of a lot of coins out there these days. According to the site uh, CryptoCoin World, I was looking last time, they're indexing 725 coins the last time I checked. That's quite a hefty number. Now, I think we can safely say that maybe 20% of those coins are actually useful in some way. And that's being pretty fucking generous. So, we want to separate the FUD from the fungibility and let you know how these coins stack up. So yeah, this is my first show here. Uh, and in the future, we plan on having a fellow developer here to audit the code and tell you a little bit more about the technical side. Uh, Bass Guitar Man, the lead developer of OpalCoin, was supposed to be with me here tonight, but he had prior engagements, and unfortunately, he was not able to make it. So, first I want to go over some of the shit that's going on in the market. Uh, first on Bittrex, I know everybody's been talking about, uh, the crazy pump that's been going on with Crave. I don't know. I didn't touch that one. I didn't go near it. I don't know what to say about that, but man, there was something like, uh, 1200, uh, Bitcoins in volume, uh, in 24 hours or something like that. But now what's being pumped is, uh, Tron and, uh, the ever steady arch coin seems to be going up and up but we also we always have those uh, anonymous uh, power players like shadow cash and uh, monero which is what i'm here to talk to you about today there's been a lot of uh, volume going on the monero uh, side xmr on polo for the past couple weeks we've been seeing almost steady 100 to 400 bitcoins a day in volume on Monero. And the price has been pretty, you know, it's risen quite a bit from what it is. It's at 33.8 right now, 38,000. I'm sorry, 38,919 to be specific on Polo. So 
yeah, you know, think what you will about that. Anyways, yeah, so that's what's going on in the market. So, uh, like I said, this week we're going to be looking at Monero. It's listed under the abbreviation XMR. And uh, Monero uses the crypto note algorithm as its protocol, which I think is uh, an extremely solid base that allows for the creation of privacy-centric cryptocurrencies. Now, uh, as you may or may not know, CryptoNote has a mysterious and oftentimes controversial history. Um, you know, something that Monero seems to be pulled from the ashes of, um, you know, may or may not be, but I think, uh, I think it got saved, let's say. Um, first, let me tell you a little bit about the history of CryptoNote. Now, uh, in fairness, none of this has been, you know, technically confirmed. So let me just preface this by saying it's up to you to research, you know, any of these claims that I make and decide whether, you know, they're valid or not. But, you know, the research has already been done uh, into this and it's pretty hard to deny. So if you check it out, there's a thread started by a Bitcoin Talk member who goes by the name of Rethink-Your-Strategy who lays all this out in a pretty uh, methodical fashion. So um, if you get a chance after you listen to this, you might want to go over to Bitcoin Talk and, and you know, check that out. Uh, all right. Well, as I said, uh, the CryptoNote protocol, it's a pretty impressive piece of cryptography. Cryptography. Blah, 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 potato, potato. You know, legend has it, now, this is legend here. Legend has it that the developers of the protocol started working on the project after the release of Bitcoin. And in April 2012, they released Bitcoin, okay? Which was the first coin listed to use the CryptoNote protocol. Protocol. Now, supposedly, Bitcoin existed for two years on the dark web before being brought up to the surface with, with the rest of us lowly clearnet people, you know? So... According to the developers, their first white paper was released in December 2012. Uh, now, there was a second version of this white paper released in September 2013, but we can say that doesn't really fly because upon further examination of these white papers, it's revealed that they weren't created till the spring of 2014. So, you know, make what you will of that. It's, uh, it's kind of strange. So... Uh, you know, why would the, the uh, version two date, you know, before version one? It, it, there's been some explanations. It's really hard to to determine what, you know, the real reasoning was for it. But, uh, you know, regardless of the contra controversy on the, the dates and the origins of Bitcoin and CryptoNote, CryptoNote's an extremely impressive piece of work. Okay. And whoever worked on creating it deserves a round of applause for the time and effort. Uh, it's it's great. I mean, it's... I don't know. Anyways, I like it. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of Dashcoin. Not the Dark Dash that everybody's hearing about, but the other Dashcoin. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about it, but uh, there's something going on that's pretty good with, with Dashcoin these days. So uh, you might want to check that one out. It's DSH. It's traded on the uh, the Monero market, actually, on, on Polo. Anyways, whatever happened after that, uh, you know, with, with all that Bitcoin stuff, it's irrelevant because we're not here to talk about it. You know, a lot of things uh, 
happened after the release of, of, of Bitcoin. A lot of coins were released. There was, you know, Phantom Coin. Uh, what else? There was Moneta Verde. There was Darknote. Dashcoin was one of them. Uh, and then we come to Monero. Um, so originally, you know, Monero is developed in what it is today. But originally, Monero was released on April 18th, 2014, under the ticker abbreviation MRO, with only a short little pre-announce. I believe it was on CryptoCoin Talk. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but... Uh, so, you know, according to the post, uh, the, the OP said no pre-mine, no IPO, no ICO. Um, and then the abbreviation was later changed to XMR. So anyways, we fast forward to the OP on uh, Bitcoin Talk, Monero's thread, where it uh, reads as follows. It says, Monero XMR is a new privacy-centric coin using the CryptoNote protocol. The open-source reference implementation of CryptoNote was coded from scratch from the, on the. Blah, blah, blah. Whoa. Okay, I should try that over again. I'm 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 getting tongue-tied. <laughs> All right. Monero XMR is a new privacy-centric coin using the CryptoNote protocol. The open-source reference implementation of CryptoNote was coded from scratch based on the CryptoNote refer- reference implementation, and it is not a fork of Bitcoin. So, yeah. Then it says, Monero aims to be fungible and untraceable digital medium of exchange. It intrinsically has a higher degree of privacy than Bitcoin or any of its various forks. Uh, and I'm going to list the developers. It says, the official core team members are, in no particular order, Taco Time, E-I-Z-H, Smooth, Fluffy Pony, O-T-H-E, David Latapi, and Noodle Doodle, because why not Noodle Doodle? Anyways, what makes Monero so special is that it can be considered a true anonymous cryptocurrency. It uses something uh, that are called ring signatures that mask sender identities by mixing the transactions and using one-time keys that make the transactions unlinkable. Uh, What makes this different from Bitcoin is that your coins aren't held in your payment address. So, I mean, you have your payment address, but, you know, let's say if you go on the rich list, it's not necessarily, necessarily that your coins are held in that particular address. Every time somebody sends you a payment, it goes to an unlinkable address generated by random numbers. And uh, then when you in turn spend the coins, the transaction gets broken down again, making it completely indistinguishable from the transaction that brought brought them into your wallet in the first place. So Monero and other crypto notes let you choose the amount. It's called a mix-in. Uh, the amount that you want your transaction broke down, uh, you can do it from, you know, zero to five to 50, uh, for example. So that's one of the, the neat parts about, um, about Monero and crypto notes in general. So about ring signatures, you might've heard the term used before. It's, it's kind of a strange term. might have turned it used before, but if I were to describe ring signatures, I could say that a ring signature is like a key. It's for a locked box 
that an unspecified number of people also have a copy of. So let's say this box is opened and there's 50 Monero inside. It's, you know, it's almost impossible to know who put the Monero in there because one, you don't know how many copies there were made of the key and you have no idea uh, who the copies were given to. So those are two things um, that are supporting the anonym, uh, anonymity argument with uh, ring signatures. So, you know, that's an extremely simplified version, but I just want to put the whole process of ring, to signature, ring signatures in scope, you know. So um, in actuality, you know, a crypto note transaction, it involves several steps uh, that generate and verify keys and numbers uh, that are created specifically for the transaction taking place. So it just, you know, creates codes and throws them away uh, specifically for your transactions. Ideally, this transaction, you know, the information can cannot be stored or archived in any way because it's, uh, you know, just on the fly. So the level of anonymity that Monero provides, it's possible. It is. So I want to talk a little bit about mining. So at this point, and for the foreseeable future, um, XMR and the CryptoNote protocol are completely ASIC-free. Uh, the hashing algorithm is mainly cash-based, so just ASICs would be, you know, kind of useless. Um, and a, uh, yeah, CryptoNote relies heavily on caching. So um, for a while, XMR was only viable on GP, uh, CPUs, you know, uh, uh, computers uh, and a GPU miner was released and uh, one thing I always really liked about CryptoNote was the fact that the edge on a GPU miner wasn't much better than uh, than, a, than a computer than a processor so I mean there's kind of a fairness that's involved with uh, with GPUs versus CPUs um, you get a similar rate whether uh, mining on a CPU or a GPU you know, a pitfall of this, though, or some might say it's an advantage, is that the algo is it's highly susceptible to botnets and server farms. And, you know, one might say that that that's all that this is good for at this point, because it seems like the hash is almost unimaginable in some places on, on the Monero market. But, um, you know, and there are other ways that that I've uh, thought about um, doing this with uh, coprocessor units and such, too. But that's also another very expensive undertaking. But um, that's a story for another day. But so the botnets and server farms, it, it, you know, it lends itself to a corporate atmosphere where you could say, you know, you have a few hundred servers that aren't used after hours, um, you know, in a business. And technically you could, you could, uh, you know, put a script that starts up these Monero miners after hours and you're, you're putting these computers to work after hours. So it's could be a pretty good thing for you. Um, so anyways, about mining, um, with Bitcoin, you know, when the dif difficulty was low, as with Bitcoin, when the difficulty was low, you could mine, you know, a few XMR, a few thousand XMR on a home computer. But now on your home computer, you'd be lucky if you get one a day if, if you're mining on a single, you know, four, co four core machine. Um, <clears throat> like I said, there's no crypto note ASICs, so it's uh, exclusively mineable still on CPU and GPU. But you're going to need a shitload of computing power to make it profitable for yourself. Um, but 
but if if you're not into that and you just want to do it for the fun of it, then you know more power to you. But uh, as as far as uh, trading, you know, it's, it's a very it's a very um, promising coin. I mean, I'd like to see a GUI wallet. I know there's been one floating around, um, but I don't think there's an official GUI wallet. I don't know. I might want to check on that, but. Anyways, you might have, uh, I'm going to get into this now. This, uh, you might have heard there's a legend of the crippled crypto note miner basically behind uh, Monero. And, uh, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but uh, from it's safe to say that it wasn't really planned or, or even known by the Monero developers originally. Uh, from looking at, you know, the Bitcoin uh, and original crypto, crypto note fiasco, it seems that the miners, miners were crippled even before, uh, you know, Monero got to it. Uh, and some say it was to facilitate that uh, an 82% pre-mine on the Bitcoin side. But um, it didn't come to light until several talented uh, members of the mining community, community set up to make optimizations to the crypto note miner and they found evidence that basically it was deliberately crippled so um, but things have changed a lot since then uh, there's no edge like that anymore um, including the market cap has changed quite a bit which is right under 7 million uh, that's 27,000 bitcoins which is quite a fuckload um, so yeah Monero but Monero, as you might have been watching the markets on Polo, Poloniex, uh, in the past few weeks, we've seen some pretty hefty volume, and it's got a lot of people talking. So, you know, the, the anonymity features alone make an attractive option for people looking, looking to anonymously store their funds without, you know, the uh, value being drained out of them. Um, we all know the volatility of altcoins at this point, though, so market price and volume don't always mean that the currency will survive. So only time will tell. And as we press through 2015, whether or not Monero has what it takes to beat out these other anonymous options like Shadow Cash or Bitcoin Dark um, remains to be seen. But in my eyes, you know, the free market's a pretty friendly place. And uh, many things could happen for a coin. Uh, Many things would happen for one coin to beat another. Um, so, in the uh, inimitable words of JL777, in crypto, the only competition is fiat. So, in reality, there doesn't only need to be one. You know, diversity in the market keeps it healthy. And I think we'd be, we could be comfortable with several anonymous options, as long as somebody doesn't dump them into fucking oblivion. So, as long as we have the freedom to, to choose, hey, you know, the world is your oyster. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of options out there. But, so yeah. That's all I'm going to really talk to you about today. I know it was a short show, um, but since we don't have um, a developer on here today, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Um, but I wanted to go over those things with the Monero, and that's our first coin of the week. And uh, I'm going to come back next week with another coin. I don't know what I'm going to be reviewing, but uh, you're going to have to tune in to find out. So, until that time, this is John Prince signing off.